So we're here, AEW superstar Ricky Starks with us, and we pulled Ricky up on the live stream. He burst into laughter. So I'm going to take this opportunity, Ricky, to apologize to you <laughs> because this started years ago where a, uh, a day one AEW fan said, you know, you bear a resemblance to this, this dude, Ricky Starks. I was like, yeah, I, I watch AEW. That's my, that's my, okay, Ricky Starks, word, okay. And then and then it evolved in like you bear a resemblance to Ricky Starks to <laughs> you're like Ricky Starks is like long lost brother. And and my sincerest apologies for the amount of times that your name and tag is used in something in reference to me. Honestly, I find it I find it so funny because um I feel like every light skinned dude with a nice fade haircut is automatically we just brothers or doppelgangers. See, that's what that's how these dark skinned dudes act, man. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So honestly, I'm glad to I'm glad we can finally meet you because I won't even front. It is kind of weird. It is kind of uncanny. <laughs> it is kind of uncanny a bit. You know what I'm saying? If you got people if your people came from New Orleans, let me know. There may be some type of history tree. <laughs> the funny thing, the I'm funny doing thing about all this, me on the next commercial break. The the funny thing about all this is, Ricky. I don't know if he told it to Jesse or whatever, but he sees this stuff. Like yeah. he's he's aware. Like so many times with a guy like yourself, Ricky, be like, oh, you know, it's just going into the ethos. They don't see this stuff. Ricky's like, no. I, I see this guy you compare me with all the time. I, I've been aware of this for so long. So when <laughs> when our when my PR team hit me up and said, "Hey, uh, do you know that?" I said, "Oh my!" Read the text in all caps. I said, "Yes, I know who that is." Because he's like, you know, one of the hosts said they they bear resemblance to you. I said, "I already know who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about." I said, "Yes, I will do this show one thousand percent." Oh man, well we appreciate it. We're we're so excited you're going to be at the Golden One Center tomorrow, coming off the heels of the pay per view uh, yeah. on on Sunday. This is all very funny, by this the way. Is this is this amazing. Is dope, man. Um, <laughs> and it had to be dope for you too. Like Chris Jericho, he's been in the game a long time. He is yeah. arguably one of the greatest professional wrestlers we've ever seen. You've had this great program in, and you guys in in a, in a card that was stacked, one of the best pay per views okay. of the last decade. Uh, you guys had a match that really stood out. Opened the show hot with it, you know. Um, that that was that was great to finally get a second win. You know, I, I beat Chris before, but it was more important to beat him again just to not only prove a point to myself, but to also be in contention for the AEW Championship, you know, because he is a former AEW champion. So to beat Chris Jericho just moves me uh, ahead of the line, so to speak. So... It was a great night. San Francisco had a really um, palpable type of energy out there. You know what I'm saying? It was it was crazy to feel. And so uh, I'm glad to be coming to Sacramento. It was my first time in Sacramento. First time wrestling. First time visiting. Uh, and I'm really hyped. I'm, uh, you know, hopefully I can get. I was telling uh, one of my friends I was trying to get E40 to come out and get hyphy or something like that. Yeah is all the way down to the ring but we'll figure it out <laughs> absolutely man you know in the in the, in the post uh post show press conference that you you guys had you had something that just oh man that just resonated with me man when you was breaking it down and you were talking about you know all these guys out here and everything you said don't forget about ricky yeah. don't forget about Ricky. i said let them know starkey baby let them know man yeah. T talk about that moment man i mean you 
I, I love I love what you do, man, because you, I, I use the term out here, you got out the mud, man. Like, you yeah. know, you got out the mud and you got to AEW and shout out to them. They let you be you. And you yes. took that and ran with it. And you're one of the top stars in, in, in all the professional wrestling right now. And, and you you did it on your own validity. You did it being you, man. So just talk about, you know, that that moment about don't forget about Ricky, man. I'm here. Yeah. So that was my first media scrum. May have been my last one. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, it. it's important. So there's a there's a fine line between coming off as a crybaby and, and always yelling to the crowd about how you deserve this and that. And then there's also a, a part of it where you sometimes have to remind people just who the hell you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no problem hyping myself up and being my biggest fan because at the end of the day, that's all I got. Yeah. If you don't like me, guess what? That's okay because I like myself. Yeah, yeah. And that is ultimately the message that I'm trying to to put out there to people. I know there's some people who, who probably watch that and I, I, I read everything um, and, you know, saying, well, that's a little bit of a turn off to his personality. Yeah, I don't care. If you like me, you like me, you don't, you don't, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you should respect my passion. You should respect the work that I put into this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because without that, just what am I exactly? So it's very important to not be forgotten. And I think a lot of people do get forgotten because they don't want to speak up or let people know, hey, mm -hmm. no, that's cool that you like them, but also to don't forget just mm -hmm. exactly where I'm at, just exactly who I am and exactly my body of work mm -hmm. of what I've proven. Mm -hmm. Proof is in the pudding. You can't ever dispute that. So I got up there in that media scrum because I had a mission on my mind. And I had a mission statement, which was exactly all these reporters in this room, all these people that write about me and leave me out and omit me from these things. I don't take it to heart, but I'm putting you on game to let you know, hey, this is your last time doing that. <laughs> this is your last time doing that. Because if you don't respect it, I will talk 10 times louder than whatever you got to write in publications or whatever the case may be. Yeah. See, that's one thing, and I and I, I hate using terms like heels and baby faces to wrestlers like I'm a part of your industry, but it's one of the great reasons you were such an amazing heel, such an amazing bad guy is because you could tell everything you said, you believed. Yeah, I'm the best-looking dude out here. Mm -hmm. I'm the best wrestler out here. I'm the best, and, and it's just like, yo. And that's, I mean, and ultimately I guess that's what makes – like once you're over with the fans, like you're over, and that's what that's what kind of sent everything to, to to where you are today. But right. it was like, yo, Ricky is that dude. Mm -hmm. And I think too, you got to think about it too, um, personality wise, right? Uh, not to pull back the curtain so much or anything like that, but when we look at these types of good guys and they're these squeaky clean people who don't say this and they don't say that, and then I come on the scene and I'm still me from what I was, you know, two years ago to now, that is a point that I'm trying to prove ultimately is that my personality has not changed. Mm -hmm. I, I just look at it. My mm -hmm. personality has not changed. I'm mm -hmm. still the dude that was talking that, that cash money stuff <laughs> back then. I'm still the same person now. The only difference is, is essentially where my moral compass has, has pointed. Mm -hmm. um, all I'm saying is that you can be a good hearted, genuine person 
And you can still hype yourself up and you can still be about you and what you're good at and let people know without stepping on any toes. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people kind of, you know, misconstrued that a bit, but um, it ain't cocky mm -hmm. if you can bag it up. Yeah. You know? Right up. Right up. Ricky, where, where did the, where did this come from, man? Where did the, the confidence and, you know, and, and, and having the, uh, you know, the, the swagger to, so where did it come from? Is it, is it your mom, your dad, uncle, grandfather? Like, where did you, did you always have this? And like, who, who could you kind of look at and be like, yo, I, I, I kind of got a little bit from them. So, so, you know, I, I grew up in a single parent home with my mom and I, and my mom raised three kids by herself. So I saw, uh, if anything, my hard work and my stubbornness definitely comes from her. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when it comes to my confidence in myself, that was a learned skill, my man. That was years and years of having to understand um, that people aren't going to do for you. You got to do for yourself. Yeah. And that is ultimately where I come from. And the people in New Orleans are always the same. Mm -hmm. you, you could go to New Orleans and you could find somebody with my same type of personality because that's just how we are in that city. Having to do for yourself, having to be your own hype person. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really seek validation from anybody because I'm validated in myself every time I look in the mirror. And that has come from looking around and putting my, my focus into other people and being let down, you know? Mm -hmm. When all all along I should have been putting into myself, I've done everything myself. I've, I've gotten to where I needed to be by myself. I never had any handouts or someone to put me under the wing and guide me along the way. I have been self-made, and I take very um, big prides in that because you know that that's all I got. And to me, I want to celebrate that. Why is it that, you know, NBA players can get a ring and show it off, but the minute I talk about my accomplishment, I'm all of a sudden, a, you know, too full of themselves. Mm -hmm. It just don't make sense. Yeah. So it's another reason, too, why I don't believe in the word humble. I refuse to believe in that word. Mm -hmm. Definition-wise, that means to lower yourself for somebody. Mm -hmm. I can be modest, but I refuse to be humble because I'm already gracious and I'm, I have enough gratitude for the things that I got in life because I work for it. Yeah. I used to be really insecure about how I looked, right? And like insecure of my blackness. And I used to always hear you talking about growing up in New Orleans. I, used I know to the feeling. Say, Trust me. Th and that's exactly what I was about to ask you. Cause what I used to hear from like my, yo, go to New Orleans. Everybody looks like you. Hmm. Yeah. Like you go to New York, everybody literally it's that Creole look. It's like, and so you, you grew up the same way. Like you had, you yes. had that insecurity. I, I, I grew up in a part of New Orleans where, um, I, I went to, it was a predominantly black school in terms of, um, you know, darker skin color and whatnot. Mm. So when I showed up, I was light. I was a light bright, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They, they call me Redbone in New Orleans. And um, I got picked on a lot. I got bullied a lot. And it sucks because you're still trying to find who you are as a kid, you know, and, and especially at that age. Mm. So I was in fights constantly. I'm talking about constantly into fights. And then, you know, having to grow up and really feel like you have to pick a side. Um, this side don't really accept you and this side don't accept you. So it's like, where do you fit in? So it's a it's a thing that colorism, at least in, in the community that exists that I don't think, um, you know, nowadays fans don't really pick up on. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people who are surprised by them finding out that I'm black or someone saying, I just thought he was Hispanic. And in my head, I'm, I'm like, oh, I thought everyone knew that mm -hmm. black people come in this shade, not knowing, no, 
Ricky, it's, you know, that's only in New Orleans, quote unquote. That's only, that's how I was raised. So in my small minded head, well, I'm from New Orleans. You should know that that's, I'm black. So um, it, it does suck. Um, the fans online, not the fans, but people online, not all of them, real ignorant about the way that somebody should be looking and whatnot. And uh, it used to get to me really bad, but I've overcome that and, and really, you know, made sure like, okay, I know who I am. I know what I'm about. And I'm not about to have somebody, you know, make me feel any different. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I also look at you, uh, Ricky is, is, I don't want to call it a renaissance, but I just, I see a lot of, a lot of black wrestlers in the game today and, and they're making big time moves, man. And they're, and they're yeah. able to do it like you do it. Like you're Ricky Starks. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be some type of character or whatever. You can talk the way you would normally talk. You can uh, engage yourself with the fans and everything the way you normally would. And we're seeing that a, a lot across the business. And I look at you as one of the, the leaders of them, that movement and the way things are moving. Do you kind of see yourself the same way? It's like, yo, I'm, 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 I'm setting a trend. You know, I'm, I'm out here laying the groundwork for not only myself, but people to come, come after me. I, I felt like that before. I honestly, I feel one. I'm, I'm a, definitely an old soul, and I feel like I'm a little bit um, a few years ahead, or, or however that saying is. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I just missed the mark just a little bit. Um, there's things that I do that I've seen now. People are starting to do right now that are popping that I was doing three years ago, and I'm not saying it's because of me, but mm -hmm. making the example of missing that mark. Mm -hmm. I think right now, though, I do feel a bit of a, uh, a a leader in the sense of a trend or a leader in the sense of, hey, this is a, if I'm a kid at home watching wrestling, I can finally look at somebody and relate to them mm -hmm. because I didn't really have that. In our community, we had The Rock. That's everybody loved The Rock in our community. Now we can see somebody that looks like me and be like, oh, I like this dude. I like the fact that um, this is this hyper masculine person. You know what I'm saying? There's some, yeah, there's some feminine qualities that I do or whatnot, but that's what makes me and that's what I love because that's representative of my, my family and my mom and my community. So I do feel like I'm a leader in that sense. Um, when it comes to it being all said and done, I do hope that somebody look at my career as a, a template of like, well, shoot, if that's how you do it, then I know it's possible. Mm -hmm. If that's the position that he was in and he got through that, then I know I can get through this. Mm -hmm. I, I really do believe that whatever I have left at the end of the day, when I want to be done with wrestling, I hope that it's enough to be, you know, a foundation for something to be built upon. An improvement on a design, basically. See, that's why, like, I can't say it because people think it's a joke, but that's why this dude is my favorite wrestler. Like, you hear the way he talks, like, but everyone thinks that's a ha-ha. Like, no, listen to the way that he's talking. Listen to the things that he says. Listen to what he's about. Your sense of fashion, like, the whole thing. It's like, nah, Ricky, Ricky's, Ricky's, Ricky's my guy. And it's got to be, like... Like, you're part of a, a, a company that's still very much growing. Like, you're one of the young superstars. Like, it's cool to have the Jerichos and the Bucks and, 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 and John Moxley and Brian and the, the, the established guys. But you're, like, one of the young stars who are part of this, this growing and blossoming company. And that's got to that's gotta mean a little something extra that you're not walking into an established machine already. Right. And I think it's cool, too, because I'm proving to those established guys mm -hmm. that – 
uh, I can stand shoulder to shoulder with y'all. Mm-hmm. You may you, you have the experience on me for sure, but when it comes down to it, I can be up there with y'all and stand in my own and, and be chest up, head high. You know, I don't need the uh, the the fifteen years to get that confidence. Mm-hmm. I have that already. Mm-hmm. Now what I need from y'all is to help me sharpen my sword, you know, help me, help me iron sharpens iron, help me sharpen this a bit more so I can be a complete asset to the business. And that's what I'm getting at AW. And I'm proud to be um, working with these people because they have so much to offer, so much to offer. And it'd be silly on my part to, to not even take advantage of that. And, And the key to it all, I talked about a little bit earlier, but this is why I love you with AEW. Because to get them the most out of Ricky, just me looking at it from the outside, to get right. the most out of Ricky Starks, you got to let Ricky Starks be Ricky Starks. Yeah. And AEW yes. does that. And, and he don't need no gimmick. He don't need no character. Let that man, put him put him out there in front of 17,000 and let him be Ricky Starks. And he going to shine. He's a star. You yeah. know what I'm exactly. saying? And, and AEW allows you to do that. And I love this for you. I love you on this platform with this group because they let Ricky Starks cook, baby. Thank you. And it's great, too, because if there was any doubt, right, if there was any doubt, I don't know, a year ago, I feel like I've proven that 10 times over. There's times where I'm like, damn, how many more do I have to prove to somebody? Mm-hmm. It, it, it just gets to that point where I am so grateful to be allowed to be myself and to have people truly understand you that's one of the the worst things to feel in life is to not really be understood mm-hmm. you couldn't even get one person understanding that's that's a that's a bad feeling mm-hmm. so if i can have somebody that even feels like they can relate to me if i could get anybody that feels like yo i see myself in that dude or i know somebody that's like ricky and his personality i feel like i won mm-hmm. i feel like i've done my job and i'm good with that Yo, John, I know you're watching. We need to get out there to see Ricky Starks tomorrow at the Golden One. Yeah, get them tickets, John. I got y'all. Yeah, we're we're, 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 going to pull up to the Golden One Center uh, tomorrow. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you for being so generous. Again, sorry about the social media stuff, (laughs) but (laughs) thank you for going along with it. It's so good that we finally got to do it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We go, we're going we're gonna, to uh, sneak back to the locker room, man, and, and, and get a pick we for the metaverse. Get a picture. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, uh, Ricky, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. This was yeah, Starky this was Baby. Starky Outfit. Baby. Let's go. Tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt. You'll see us tomorrow. We appreciate you, brother. Thank Take you. Care, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's our man Ricky Starks right there. 